Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Talk Recorded live. So on the record, and Brother Priest today is November 27, 2016. Does anybody know when you're on social media why you would tag your own photo? No, sir. No, sir. Has anybody tagged their own photos before? No, sir. Never done that. Never will. Why do you tag other people's photos? Hmm. Nobody knows. This is Auntie Chris, so I guess it would give them more access to uh, other people. Their friends are able to see what you showed. I yield. Okay. Um, the, the way that I think is kind of, um, it's not normal, I guess you could say, in the sense that, um, I'll be just doing everything in everyday life and I'll see things that are relative to spirituality, scriptures, so on and so forth. Tagging photos. First of all, you have to really be careful with photos. And that's really, really important to know um, from a scriptural basis. We only would take likenesses of ourselves and keep them private. Now, if you publicize your um, photos and and whatever, that's your decision. But guess what? If you start tagging your photos, <laughs> your own photos, to me that seems a little bit strange. Azim, what are your thoughts? I, I agree with your brother Priest because when you deal with pictures, that's called intellectual property. So if you're tagging this stuff on Facebook, once you do that, now it's Facebook's property. Oh, that's a good point. Very good point. Well, I just had to open with that just to just to say that on the record because um, thought that was pretty strange. However, uh, let me see if I can see who's on the line. 
Um, wait a minute. I know we're on this call, and it's not showing that we're on the call. That is crazy. Did anybody hear me start the recording? Yeah, TalkShoe is having technical difficulties. They are? Yes, sir. I, as a matter of fact, I was on there, and I was listening to the uh, past calls y'all had, and it stated that um, I couldn't even download the audio because they're having technical difficulties. Shalom, Sister Anisha, uh, Brother Trevon said he would try and make it, but he may be late. Thank you, Sister. Well, yes. Brother Ramya Ramya is on, Brother Priest, but he's not able to speak because he's sick, but he is listening. Ramya, what's wrong with him? He got a cold, man. I I told him, man, they get on that ginger. He sound terrible this morning, man. He called me this morning. He sound terrible, man. Yeah, man. Get on your ginger, brother. Yeah. I stay on my ginger 24 hours a day. Yeah, well, it's good you got a wife because that ginger is dangerous for a single man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. If you're a single man, don't be on too much ginger. Let me tell you, <laughs> you'd be out of your mind. <laughs> Shalom, brother. Shalom, nation. Brother Gavin from Tribe of Benjamin. Hey, brother. What the heck does that mean? Y'all talking well. over my head. <laughs> oh, about ginger? It, it, it increases your desire. Oh. You, desire for men. So you will see quite frequently West Indians, Islanders, period. They have more children than the average or they have more sex than the average because they take a lot of ginger. They drink a lot of ginger beer, too. Matter of fact, I think they invented ginger beer as far as on the modern times, but ginger beer is ancient. It's even in the scriptures from Hebrews. But you take too much ginger, and, you know, sisters, just look. Don't try to sneak, sneak the ginger in the man's food. Don't, please don't do this. <laughs> you know, um, but believe me, there's a significant difference in a man that uses ginger and one who does not, as far as his desire. Now, I ain't talking about performance, okay? So <laughs> I'm just talking about desire. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, Gavin, uh, how's everything for you, sir? Well, I had some ginger beer the other day and some sorrow to this morning. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just All right. I'm going to get off this call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling quite energetic. Well, right. yeah. I'm coming it has, it has <laughs> different. Oh, forgive me. Go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I just actually just jumped in the car from work. I, but I've been all right. I've been good. I've been blessed. That's good. That's good. Shalom, brother Ek. 
Brother E.K., how are you, sir? I'm all right, brother. Hanging in there. Yeah, um, I got some bad news about some people that we know, um, or that I know anyway. Um, looks like they're getting a divorce, and <clears throat> that kind of inspired me to talk about that um, very gingerly about these relationships things. One of the problems that we have, you really got to grasp this, is that um, romance and European ideologies of relationships have infected our people to such a degree, particularly our sisters who I don't care how spiritual they are. They often to crystals and green tea and yoga and all types of stuff. Right. If, if you don't have that, I'm, I'm specifically speaking about sisters. If you do not have that solid, scriptural foundation. Um, and I don't mean idolatry, you know, just principles, um, discipline, standards of life. It is a rough ride in a relationship. Like, because these people got the man and the woman's roles totally backwards. And it has infected Negro and Latino America horribly, but the Negro America is worse off, far worse off. And um, it saddens me to think about this, but here's the thing. This, this main idolatry comes in the form of children and the idea of love. So our people are worshiping their children and they're worshiping their idea of love. Now look, we get this confused, this love thing. Sister Tora told me one th one something one time. She said, um, how can you say you love and you mistreat somebody. She's like, I never understood that. And I'm like, that's it, Tori. You hit it. That's it. The, what love really is is how you treat somebody. Now, we've talked about this, what, I guess over a year ago and see the thought about we don't, our people don't really love. We think we're loving, but we're really we're hating and we're assaulting and, us, uh, and insulting one another. Love is really duty. I know what the scripture says. I know all of that, but I'm trying to sum it up to make it sim more simple. Because our people think love is an emotion, and that's what we're expecting to get out of it, that is the very thing that breaks up the relationships. Because look at this. If you essentially think that love is only an emotion and you wake up one day and you're angry with somebody 
then you will start telling yourself you don't love them just because you're angry that day about something. Now, now, if you really think, if you see what I'm saying, if you put the love into soul, into solely into the emotional part of it, and you're angry today, now you feel like breaking up, divorcing. That's what happens. But when you look at, if I love you, I'm going to always do my best to be good to you and be responsible, loyal, honest. I'm not going to try to sneak around and all that. It don't matter how you feel today. I can be as angry with you as all get out. But I'm going to refuse to mistreat you. And I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to do something to you in retaliation against you because you did something I don't like. No, that's not really love. So then there's no no glue to keep you together. So upon a challenge, upon an emotional day or a time period, there's nothing there to keep you together. <laughs> there's nothing there. It's just because I feel good. You make me feel good. I like the idea. Brothers trying to get a woman just just for trophy purposes. Oh, she's quote-unquote hot, so I want to get with her so I can look good standing next to her. There's no bond. (laughs) There's no understanding. So, EK, what are your thoughts? Yeah, brother, um, I agree 100% with everything you're saying because it's true. Um, it's really just the idea that is really kind of what we think of love as as far as it being some type of emotion that we're supposed to feel, so to speak, and rather than a form of responsibility, and it's actually a service position, actually, it's more of, you know, it, it goes beyond you you know, for better and for worse. And unfortunately, like you alluded to, like, uh, we've been sold a bill of goods on what love really means in this particular society as far as how this Roman culture is. And it's almost like while you were speaking, it made me think about the whole phrase falling in love, you know, and like, you know, I know, uh, I know I'm guilty of using that phrase before, but it's like, um, when you really think about it, like, are we really so? If 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 love is supposed to be this responsibility, we're not supposed to fall in that responsibility or duty. We're supposed to be up, right and upstanding in that, right? We're supposed to be standing tall in that, right? Um, and it seems like that term has become such a cliche, but it's almost been the bane of a lot of people's existence with one another. So it's like we've been so like it's like our reality has sort of been turned upside down as far as how we're supposed to really view a lot of these things that you know are very cliche in our society as far as phrase and terminology and it's almost like it goes back to what we've been taught like common language is trick language so it's like 
what's going on here as far as these terms that we've been growing up to, you know, view as uh, forms of endearment, like I'm falling in love with you, but it's like, am I falling in my responsibility by eventually mistreating you? Or is this supposed to be something that, again, like we talked about just now, like this so-called feeling that we're supposed to have as far as, oh, I have this feeling of love, so therefore I'm supposed to feel good 100% of the time, and it's just a feeling. But that's fantasy. It's not reality, right? So it's like, you know, we've just been we just been taught the whole we just been taught wrong basically and it's it's affecting our relationships more so than ever. And it's almost like although uh you know, this Roman culture, like their families, you know, you do see like some of their families that uh have hard times and stuff like that, but it seems like we're getting the bare end of the stick though. Like we're the ones suffering the most as a result of all of this quote unquote love affair, so to speak. And it's like how come their families are intact and children and we and ours is not? So like what's going on? Where where's the disconnect, right? So um I think that's really what's going on, brother, and I you. That's a good point, brother. <clears throat> Very good point. And look, think about all the times that you have actually said to yourself and consciously done something to your mate just to anger them, just to get back at them. Don't tell me you ain't never done it in your life. (laughs) Don't tell yourself that. Because you've done it at least once. But think about all the times that you've done it. Think about the last recent time you've done it. All right, now, you start off in the relationships. You meet somebody. You're excited. You get with them. You sleep with them, you become intimate with them, and then it goes downhill from there. In most cases, if you don't understand the fundamental principles. Now, let's say you you were in a relationship prior to that. And obviously it didn't work out because you're no longer with him. Now you moved on. Now you're starting a brand new relationship. Wonder, did you exercise the demons from relationship past? Wonder, did you ever take the time to heal and correct yourself in the things that you have contributed that are wrong? Is Alex on the line? Shalom, brother. How are you? How are you, sir? So, I wonder, when did we give ourselves a chance to heal? When did we look ourselves in the mirror, say, hey, 
I made a bad decision in choosing to be with that individual. I made a, I did some things wrong to them. I did this, 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 and this, and I probably shouldn't have done that. Shalom, shalom. I'm with Brother Alex. I got cut off. Oh, okay, brother. So, so, here's the beauty. Somebody needs to go on mute. Here's the beauty of relationships and relationship challenges. You really do get to see who's really down for you when there are life challenges. You get to see when they abandon you, desert you, leave you in the cold. Emotionally, do they abandon you? Do they leave you out to hang? It's one thing to step back and let somebody go through what they're going through. It's one thing to give somebody some space and let them deal with what they're dealing with. There's another thing to tell them to kiss your behind and go to hell and you ain't never going to be nothing without me, that kind of mentality. But the beautiful thing is the challenges between the man and the woman that we're facing in America particularly. If you got the power to deal with them head on, your relationship gets that much better every single day. Really. Really does. So, a lot of times if you can't commit to a relationship, there's something wrong with you if you can't build a camaraderie with somebody long enough to be first of all making a good choice you got to make a good choice but you got to build that camaraderie very important uh anisha i have a question for you that's outside of this anisha um have you ever tagged yourself in, in social media tagged your own photos no. So what is the purpose of tagging photos? I don't tag myself. Oh, oh, I know what you mean, Emily. I have tagged myself like if a friend of mine um, shares a picture. Like, okay, there's two kinds of tagging via social media. You could, like, say you went out with your friends and you took pictures, Right? and you want to create a post, you can add the photo to create the post, and then underneath the body, um, the body space of the post, there's different options. One is to attach the picture or video. Another one is to tag people. Another one is to say what mood you're in, and you can put a face next to the tag or whatever. So, like, I would say I went out to a party, and I took photos with my friends, and I want to put make a post with the photo. So I'll go and, you know, what's, what's on your mind, and then I'll go to the photo and hit photo. Then I'll attach the photo. Then I might go down to the emotion, emo, you know, uh, emotion 
thing and put, you know, excited or happy or, you know, in a good mood or joyful or whatever. And then I'll go down to tag, and then I can actually add those people's names. And if they're my friends, it'll come up in a second, you know, it'll come up in their notifications. And when they click on it, it'll come up in a separate screen to where they can actually add it to their wall. And whoever comments on the photo, it'll show up on all of our walls, all of the comments, okay? So that's one kind of tagging. The other kind of tagging is, say I did create that post, and I tagged you, and I tagged Trevon, and I tagged Gavin, and whoever, and we all saw it, and then we all shared it on our timeline, and we're all talking about it, and all of the conversation pops up on the timeline. Gavin could go on that photo and open the photo in Facebook, and then he could tag each person next to their picture. So, like, if we're all in a picture together, he could put Anisha Morton under my face, him under his face, Trevon under his face. So that's the two kind of taggings that you can do via social media. I yield. Oh, okay. Okay. You know what? I thought it, I, I, I guess my mind, I, I'm not too into it because I thought it was something sexual. <laughs> I thought no. it was. No. <laughs> I'm like, tag? What do they mean, tag? Like, are you trying to, like, tag somebody? <laughs> like, like, that's, that's what I what think of those dang poking, when people poke you. I hate when people poke you. I'm like, what are you poking me for? Just say yeah. something. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, but no. So what is it? Because uh, pokes, I won't even respond to that, period. But what is a poke, sister? Can you explain that? It's a thing on the on like uh, I guess you. I don't poke people. I'm not even sure where you go to poke people, but it'll come up on your notification. So and so poked you. And it's just like a I, I don't know to say hey I'm here or you know hi how you doing but why not just message me or get on one of the threads that I'm talking on and say, hey, how you doing? It's just, yeah, I knew. Okay, because, you know, the term, I, I, I don't care for the term, when a, when a, a brother comes and pokes you, that's not cool. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's some real moist stuff. Yeah, that's, that's, also <laughs> why, that's also why I shut down people being able to write on my wall. Like, random dudes just coming up writing on my wall. I didn't even, like, no, uh-uh. So yeah. I did it so that people cannot write on my wall at all. I yield. Yeah. I I feel you on that, and I agree. Um, so, anyway, back to this whole love thing. Look, look we all have a need and a want for companionship, but, you know, you don't want sisters. You have to dress modestly and share with your sisters around you to dress modestly. 
Don't be, you know, I mean, you, you, God knows the, the Negro woman in particular has a beautiful form, but you don't want to be showing off your form um, to just everybody, everybody out there and expect you're going to get a decent man in your life. Or how do you expect your man to respect you when you're trying to show all your goods to the whole public? You know, that's why Hebrew women shouldn't be wearing uh, tight jeans or or pants at all. Um, and the same thing with brothers, though. We shouldn't be walking around stuffing our pants with socks, you know, trying to show a package or whatever, or going out here trying to flex, flex or, or, or what have you. You know, um, women in general just the more attractive of, of the said human race. So we as brothers being visual creatures, we're naturally appreciative of a woman's um, beauty and, and form. But you don't understand, if if you want to go out there and flaunt that and use that to tempt people, you're being a temptress and you're only asking for trouble. You got to really think about that. You're only asking for trouble. Now, the, the the adverse to that is brothers. Look at this, Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve are actually man and woman in general. We're talking about the nature of man and the nature of woman. I'm not saying that they weren't two actual beings. Yes, but the way the scriptures are describing it, you have to know the culture. The culture teaches that Adam and Eve were the were the singular creations of man and woman. That's why we all are Adam and Eve, and there's multiple people on the earth during that time. But anyway, so look. Naturally, women are physically attractive to us. We're more attracted to physical looks and shapes of women than maybe women would be to us. I'm not saying they're not attracted to us in that capacity. Certainly they are. But there's something different about us. This is how we made, right? Okay, so look at this. If you... Remember the scriptures, the act that was committed between Adam and Eve, the aftermath is what caused all hell to break loose on the earth. Cursed shalt thou be, Adam. Cursed shalt thou be, woman, because you all did this thing. Now look at the sister. The curse says her desire shall be to her husband. One of the, one of the um, and she will bear children in pain, but I want to deal with the desire shall be to her husband. That doesn't mean that we're supposed to be domineering over women. And unfortunately, some people teach that foolishness. 
However, what it does mean, you have to understand, women have far more of a natural instinct and desire for relationships than we as men. So just imagine how this is a curse to her. Just imagine she wants relationships, but he does not, particularly when we're younger. He wants the run and gun when we're younger. But she wants relationships. And then, of course, when you get older, it kind of flips in this society. But initially, she wants relationships. He's somewhere else with it. Can you see how that would be a curse to her where she has to deal with all of these men? Now, look at society that ain't raising men. They're just raising boys into older boys. And they don't come out of that condition. They don't know how to, they're not trained or developed to be men. They're still adolescents. Now, watch this. She comes out wanting companionship, relationship, family, so-called family and children. He comes out, he just wants to bed down as many women as he can. Now, if all the men she meets, <laughs> or so-called men anyway, are, are like that, it's like it's a curse upon her. Because it's really difficult to have to see through that in these chumps and get past that without being feeling lonely, without feeling uh, like something's missing in your life. But then the guy is like, well, you know, I'm not looking for a relationship. I just want some sex. So then now you got a tug of war. You got a real problem. And this is what this is what's being taught in America. Now, they don't come out and say, do this, do this, do this, do this. But everybody talks about it. At some point in your life, it's become socially acceptable and it's become understood. Okay, this is how guys are. They just want sex. They're going to run through a bunch of women all they can. What? What? Yakin, are you on the line? Yes, sir, I'm here. What are your thoughts, brother? Well, it's it's um great that you're talking about this tonight because I was actually saying this for the last, like, two weeks. And I was talking to various people, and I was telling them that about this, basically the same thing you're saying, that our perception on relationships and dating and marriage, all that is it's messed up. It's not the way it's supposed to be. This is not the way everything's supposed to be. So I totally agree one hundred percent with what you're saying because our men, young our boys are actually being taught only to meet women and just for uh sexual pleasure. And that's not the way life's supposed to ever ever be. And that's not the way sex is supposed to ever ever be used. And uh so yeah, so I say I just totally agree with everything you said, you know, without you. 
Praise the Lord. Brother Eric, you on the line? Shalom. Yes, sir. What are your thoughts, sir? Like like I agree with everything that that y'all are saying. I mean, what you were saying and and what what the brother comments. uh, They teaching us... uh, uh, that uh not to value the uh the sexual or the fornication part of life. Uh and then when we don't value that, you know, we are being led with our uh I think you said our feelings and emotion well not really feelings and emotion. We we put all the serious stuff on the back end. As far as the uh the the uh first role of government for the man and the woman and the children. Cause uh, now he don't respect the the uh, fornication part, part, so he ain't gonna respect the woman, and he ain't gonna respect the family and the, and the children that he bear, so or that she bear, or she might have. Not all men is like that, but they push that agenda that if you're not a player, you're nothing, or you know. As far as females now, you know they push the agenda they have to be a gold digger in order for them to you know have to have the boobs and the big booty and, the, you know, and they do anything, you know, for it. They go and get surgeries for it. And, you know, it, and they say it don't matter about how you look naturally because you can, you can pay for whatever it is you want to look like. You know, they when they push that, I mean, it really got us messed up because the boys, they don't respect the females or their mothers. I mean, it, it's really in a, we in a messed up situation. And, and, I see what you mean now when you say we must repair the relationship between the the, the Negro male and the Negro female because uh, one seeing it one way, the other one seeing it the other way, and, and both ways that they're looking through is a lose-lose situation with that idea. Yeah, man. It is horrible. And this is one of the biggest lies, this whole idea of casual sex and promiscuity, um, as though that does nothing to you. Like, sex is just purely for sport and enjoyment. That's, That's what it's for, really. Come on. That's a big illusion. Like, when we're younger men, we had these uh, higher sexual drives, and you know we want to run through women as much as possible. If we're not taught any better, and that's key. If we're not taught any better, the famous direct director Ron Howard, Opie Taylor, uh, Richie Cunningham from Happy Days. He met his wife, married his wife, and both of them, from from what I remember, both of them have never intimately been with anybody else other than them two. They were virgins when they got married, and they're still together. And I use them and keep them in mind because that's something that's rare, and it's something that we need to be thinking about bringing our children back into in our future because our lives for the last 
the 30, 40 years, uh, our intimate lives have been just outrageously, supremely wicked and destructive. But yet, when we do these things and then you get into a relationship, you got to understand a lot of the struggles, the arguments that you go through, all of that is from that sex life that you had prior to that one that you're with now. There's these insecurities, these distrust issues, these trying to compare this one to that one. Oh, well, this this guy used to do this, or this girl used to do that. You know, um, oh, man, it's a mess. It's a mess. The beautiful thing, again, is when you start to really think about these things and make better choices and then stop looking at it as though it's emotion. Don't look at love and relationships as though you got to feel this emotion all the time. Um, you change that, it just gets better and better every day. Um, let me see. Brother Gavin, what are your thoughts? Yes, brother. I agree with what everybody said so far because you know, you know, relationships are supposed to be monogamous all the way up until the marriage or, con- you know, a consummation for, you know, um, entering a new uh, relationship, consummation as in biblically to, you know, um, staying with that one person, the individual, for the rest of your life. Um, so I do, I do agree that we should push that more towards the younger children coming up or younger adults. Um, to, for that to be the, the influence of of a future, na- you know, uh, productive nation. Nationality is not just a name. It's not just a uh, idea. As there's a lot of responsibilities that comes with a nation, dealing with, you know, as you say, your pedigree and your uh, family life, because everyone in that nation has to live amongst. They're sisters and brothers and mothers and fathers, which is like a mini nation. So if we keep continuing to do, you know, having um, sex wildly or uncontrollably before understanding who you are as an individual person in a nation, then you still have, you'll create chaotic nations in, in, that are controlled by chaos, you know, unlawful. So it's like you said earlier, it's like a, 
boys and girls still becoming grown boys and girls and treated as minors in their adulthood or even treating each other like children in their adulthood age. So with wisdom comes understanding. So if you don't have the wisdom, you'll never understand where you should be at or how you should be. When you have your role, you know, as a gender, your role playing, and when it comes to um, playing your partnership in a role as a husband or a wife. So, you know, when I was younger, too, and I was nine, between the ages of nine all the way to 15, um, you know, you, like you said, as a male, male boy, you're, you know, you're, you, you see sex as a certain way or hormonally, you know, you're, you're energetically wanting to explore within those age limits at a higher, at a, at a higher state than anything, um, and and also you want to play games, you want to interact with other, you know, other um, boys and girls your age. But that's why I think it should be, you know, taught the most about biology, you know, the, the body parts to your child and why you should, you know, sustain from interacting sexual acts. Because... I think, you know, like adults have become more perverted and, uh, you know, get into a lot of thought process of sex with, with other, you know, like as an adult that want to have sex with children or minors. I think they never, you know, they never had that grooming from that young age, from that 9, 10, 11, 12, all the way to 14, 15, to how to interact with other the other gender. That's why the nation we have, like, we have these adults that become perverted or deranged or sexually explicit to the point where there's no control. There has to be an intervention. So, you know, and at that age group, when I was that age, I was, I thought about the white picket fence, oh, I want to get married at this age, and Hopefully by the time I'm 19, 20, I'm in college and, you know, things are done in an orderly fashion so I can get married to someone I love. But, no, I mean, I started to explore early, too, when I was, like, 16, 17, almost like out of peer pressure in a sense, <laughs> to tell you the truth. But then again, you look back, it's like I didn't miss anything. You know what I mean? What was I missing? There was no need to rush into it. So, um, with that idea, you know, I just wanted to express that. Yeah, man, that's very interesting. Brother Alex, what are your thoughts? Shalom, shalom. I totally agree with everything. It's like nowadays everybody's just out for self, you know. Everyone's just really 
you know, trying to get over, you know. It's like the brothers want sex, the sisters want money. It's like relationship these days is based on how she feels, how you're treating the other one. And it's just like, I don't know, we was like brought up, we was like taught wrong as far as how we could like find our partner versus just like you were saying, just dating someone because they got nice looks or they got a nice butt versus actually trying to, you know, get to know that person or that individual, I should say, and learning them, you know, because it's like if you're not compatible and you're just trying to date someone because, you know, he or she look good or she may, her finances may be good or his finances may be good, so that'll probably make you think like, okay, this is the one for me, so you may think that person is for you, but right there you just thinking and just going off uh, how how the setup may be as far as financially, or you living good, or you may have a career, she may have a good career. It's just, I don't know, it's just different nowadays, I think, now, as far as trying to find someone and take someone serious, because it's like everybody's just out for self, you know, it's like, it's all about I, I. And one of my friends, he's good with metaphysics, and he was saying back in the days when MySpace came out, it was my. He said, now nah, it's I. iPhone is like everybody, they out for self. So it's like, man, it's hard. I pray that everything will go, you know, good with all of us trying to find, you know, that significant, that, that you know, that, that one that could be good for us. But I don't even know what to say with that. And I totally agree with everything you were saying. I yeah. Man, that was pretty interesting, brother. They were once my now they're Yes, wow. iPhone's all about I now. So it was my so yes, it's changing. And the iPhone is the jail cell. I wanna let everybody know that. So we all in the jail cell. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he said that he's like good with words. He's like, man, so they, they got us in the jail cell. He's like, the phone, the phone, you in the jail cell. And I thought about it. He's right. So he got a book he's right, and on a book, they have the kid with the iPhone in his hand, and he got a cell around it. I said, that's deep. Hmm. Wow. Man, that's really interesting. Um, Man. Sister Crystal, what is on your mind? Um, that's to kind of piggyback off what the brother said. You know, like they said, society does teach individualism as well as, you know, teaching children in a sense, you know, trying to rush out to be an adult when they need to take their time to, you know, just to learn and and um, appreciate where they're at right now at this certain time because, you know, when they're rushing into sexual uh, intercourse and different things like that, it does distort their body as well as causes them, you know, to develop in certain ways that not, they're not ready for. Everything, just like life, is like a season. They'll, they'll get to where they need to get to in time. Um, so, and definitely, you know, with different relationships, you know, you need to take time to, you know, learn about yourself. Also take time to, you know, see where you are, where you need to be moving to as well, and take time to evaluate yourself because when you jump out from one relationship to another, 
you cause yourself just to rush into different situations that you're not ready for, that you haven't developed for. So, and with that, I yield. Amen. Amen to that. That is really, really true. Like, um, young women um, becoming active before their bodies even develop. Did you all see that this Negro man was arrested? I guess this was today. I think it was today. For impregnating his daughter. Did anybody see that? No. That's sick. That is really, really, really sick. And uh, it's unfortunate that that stuff, that stuff has been going on for a long time in our community and has not been talked about. But I learned it from listening to Malcolm X. And, um, like, he would allude to it and then the Nation of Islam, they were um, putting that out out there like that was going on. Don't leave your daughters alone with any men, even if they are your family relatives. And um, too many times in my life I, I have heard too many uh, sexual abuse coming from family members in the Negro community. But the good thing is we have a guide. We have scriptures that teach us the male and female role. Unfortunately, some people will take that and abuse it. They'll go into religions and idolatries and all of these different things, and they they try to position a man to where it is where they try to make it where it's okay for him to be abusive to a woman physically or mentally or otherwise, and vice versa. And um, a woman's nature is very important and is very delicate in the sense that you don't want to um, ruin her because, I mean, you don't want her to walk around bitter and angry and, and hateful. We don't ever want to be that. Uh, Sister Nisha, what's on your on your mind? Shalom, shalom. Um, just to kind of piggyback off of everything, off what you were saying, off of what Sister Crystal was saying, and off what Brother Alex was saying. And even Brother Gavin, some people do actually want to tarnish you. Some people actually do want to make you bitter. And they want you to walk around hurt and scarred because they are hurt and scarred. And they're looking for a way and means to transfer that energy. I think that that's why pedophiles do what they do. I think that's why rapists do what they what they do. Um, what really struck a chord in me out of what Sister Crystal was saying, I think that, and also Brother Alice was saying, is that 
society tends to distort the understanding of knowledge of self. They make it into a very arrogant, boisterous, prideful understanding of self, very vain. Whereas the shift in the focus needs to be more on your gifts and what gifts were divinely bestowed to you to impact and help society along the path of evolution. It's a focus where it's on you, but it's not about you. But it is about you, but it's not about you. It's very different than what this culture promotes and 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 um, likes to parade as a good self-esteem. Um, also, you know, at least I could say with, like, my mom's generation and stuff like that, you know, like, at least they got married, like, you know, um, and they stayed married. Um, I think that my generation, they looked at my mom's generation, and they saw the abuses that the women were having, were putting up with, and the abuses that the women took and the women saying, well, we have children and it's not right to divorce. It's against God's law to divorce. But the women went to an early grave because they were so emotionally torn down from just the relationship. And I think a lot of young women said, you know what, that is not going to be me. And in fear of that not being them, either they attracted it or they pushed love away away completely. So there's a lot of cellular healing that needs to be done in our community. And then, you know, you also had um, a generation that were, you know, they were working or they were busy and they might have had older children. They might, might have left older children with younger children, you know what I mean, like cousins and brothers and stuff like that. And that's a chain that needs to be broken because you should never have children raising children. And I used to say that all the time to my ex, like, you know, he'd be like, oh, well, Faith can watch me. So I'm like, no, she's a kid. I don't, kids, children don't watch children. They need adult supervision, just like children don't watch themselves. You know what I mean? Like, so there's a lot of reprogramming that, you know, we have to do to ourselves, within ourselves, um, and making sure that we completely heal. And you know what? I don't even know if it's possible to completely heal from a past trauma. I think that there might always be some, you know, a little bit of a nudge there to make sure you never go back down that road. But we need to at least come to understandings within ourselves of the past hurt and the past trauma that may have occurred in our life so that we don't attract 
those things, keep attracting those things that we know are not good for us to us. Um, and my thoughts have gone blank, so um, that is all I have to say. I yield. Thank you, sister. Um, man, we must be a better example in cleaning up our thoughts and our treatment of one another. You don't want a bunch of negative thoughts. You don't want a bunch of arrogant, self-righteous, and selfish thoughts or actions and, and things like that. But we're supposed to be Hebrews. We're supposed to represent the best of the best things that the Most High Almighty has created us for. That doesn't mean we're better than people, but we're supposed to represent what is best. No matter what we do, right or wrong, pick yourself back up and keep trying to be right. Sometimes everybody around you can't walk that walk. And you don't want to be overbearing. But you know what? Like for for me, if I don't if I don't talk to people about certain things, they take that as though I think I'm better. And I don't even think that way. All I think about is you know, don't ask, don't tell. If you don't, you know, speak when spoken to. If you don't bring it up, I'm not going to bring it up. This is going to just exist and be and just try to be good and peaceful and loving. And um, some people are offended by that. But no matter what, you have to continue to strive to be good and righteous. You are the light of your community. There's nobody around you that is like you. And that's not a coincidence. Now, of course, you don't want to intermingle with these savages out here, not on a regular basis, but continue to strive to be that good and upright individual that is locked inside of you. So, listen. Um, last Thursday was Thanksgiving Day, and um, you know we don't celebrate holidays, but we definitely celebrate eating. Um, so this Thursday will be on the line. My apologies for last Thursday. Uh, last minute things got turned around because Shedrick had to work. But anyhow. Uh, we're going to have a meeting this Thursday and continue with where we've been moving towards and try to get some things uh, further along. So thank you all for being here this evening. All praises to the Most High Almighty. I'll see you Thursday and next week. Shalom, shalom. 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 Shalom.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.